Happy Halloween, you freaking weebs. Appreciate you joining us on this nice little special episode. Um, decided to pick, and this is no pun intended, the perfect movie for the season. Perfect Blue, 1997 flick. Uh, certainly rated R, I could uh, tell you that much. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a cinematic must. Um, you can put that out as a quote for me or something. Um, director Satoshi Khan, he's done some bangers, and this is no exception. I believe this was actually his debut. Could be wrong. Who knows? I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about what we love about this movie. And uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of go over things that were potentially inspired from this movie and all uh, the good stuff like that. So why don't let's just get, let's get in there, huh? the I Married We podcast. It's your favorite anime podcast with the two hosts that know some things about the cartoons that you like to watch. Am I right? Hey, are you new here? Well, we can't thank you enough for, uh, for tuning in. My name's Tom and there's my beautiful wife over there. Well, who are you? I'm Danielle. Danielle, lovely. We like her. We like her a lot, actually. Um, just, uh, you know, Married couple, uh, middle age, talking about moving pictures that happen to be lines on paper instead of real people. Uh, are you not new here? What the hell keeps bringing you back? We appreciate it and we love it. Uh, oh, and for the people that are new here, why do I keep forgetting to shill? Do you like Instagram? Everyone loves Instagram, right? Or you've dropped it like a hot sack of potatoes, but... If you are on Instagram, I married a weeb pod. Check us out on there. We'll post once a week, maybe even twice a week if you're lucky. Sometimes <laughs> we say we're going to do it, but we don't. Trust issues are at the core of the I Married a Weep podcast. And frankly, we thank you for being all right with that. Hey, we're just getting them prepared for this movie. Oh, or for, I thought you were going to say for life. I was like, damn, that's cold. <laughs> um, that being said, on there is also a link tree to find our Discord. Highly recommend doing that because we had a fun night actually watching this as a group. It was really, it was really good. Um, kind of just having our reactions in the chat and all that good stuff. It was really, it was, uh, it was a fun time. Uh, that being said, thanks to all that made it for that. We appreciate you. And uh, maybe we'll make it a thing. Be nice to watch another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Discord, that... I think that's it on the shill station. Um, if you like our podcast or like this episode, please leave us a review. Mm -hmm. um, we would greatly appreciate that. You could do it on whatever listening device you're on. You can give us... A, you don't have to comment anything. You could just give us however many stars you think we are. Right, you can give us five stars if you want. <laughs> and if you wanted to leave a comment too... We'd appreciate it, but yeah. Nice people. I think people. that's, that's uh, the amount of shilling we need. That's it. Nice people doing nice things. Thank you, honey. I completely forgot to keep saying that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really snuck in the Halloween festivities at the end of this week. We really hadn't done anything in the last episode. We talked about how we didn't do anything, but uh, snuck in some scary movies. Mm -hmm. um, snuck this movie in. Granted, it's not scary, but it's a nice thriller to get you kind of feeling all kitty wampus and mm -hmm. then we 
uh, went to the pumpkin patch. Didn't really do the pumpkin patch stuff, but instead did all the other festivities, which we'll uh, maybe go into if you guys are lucky enough. And by that, I mean, we'll be definitely talking about that. <laughs> now, um, Perfect Blue, just a little bit of background for anyone who hasn't watched it. Um, as we said, 1997, this was uh, Satoshi Khan's kind of uh, enter into the... Uh, into the space. I think this one really hit the ground running and people really knew that he meant business with this one because it is no joke. And actually something that, and remember all facts on this podcast are based on some light research. So if there's anything <laughs> wrong, I don't know what to tell you, but I've actually heard uh, the little fun fact about this is that this was actually based on a novel. Yes. Yes. Released in 1991 as perfect blue, complete metamorphosis. Um, boy, howdy, my glad it got adapted because it makes me want to read the book, but I tell you what, visually, not sure if they could have done it much better. Um, and somewhat recently, I'm not going to say recently, it was a couple of years ago, but it's now been translated into English, this novel as of 2018. So we oh. can in fact, uh, read it if we'd like. Very nice. I didn't. Okay, cool. This is, uh, this is what we like is, uh, bringing some effects occasionally to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, a lot of cool things with this movie, a um, little bit of things up in the air. There's a director that's been known to have uh, taken some inspiration from this. And even I was thinking that he owned the rights, but after doing a little bit of light reading, I'm not sure if he ever did own the rights, which film's interesting. Do you need to own the rights to something to film a scene as, you know, blah, 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 but we'll kind of mm. get into that. That like is kind of cookie cutter referencing yeah. something else. Yeah, there there's homages and then there's uh, douchebag is. So do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, it's one of those movies I don't really want to give too. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to give you too much into what it is. All I can essentially say is that we we have a main character, uh, Mima, who's a young pop star who's embracing. Um, kind of this fame and is now trying to pivot. She's a little bit of a desperate um, fame seeker who is kind of willing to do whatever she needs to do um, to get that fame, which leads to some pretty rough things within the movie. Um, even her manager, Rumi, who is like kind of her, you know, brain. I don't know. She's always looking out for her. Um, she's kind of like on the, Hey, not sure if you want to be doing this. And she ain't listening to anyone. She's just like, F you fame for life. A <laughs> uh, little sketch of Reno. We'll sketch in some scenes, but uh, we'll get into that. So if that sounds up your alley, what I'm going to tell you is don't even worry about that shitty little synopsis I just gave you. This is just a psycho thriller that you're going to want to watch multiple times. Because what you really didn't say is her life, like she has obsessed fans and then she's starting to get like, she's starting to become unhinged. Yeah, she so, can't distinguish reality from fantasy like yes. throughout the movie. So thank you. That's it. Has it having a mental breakdown that thank you, Danielle. Jeez, that's, that's why we <laughs> you got missed you the whole key of the movie. <laughs> you know that whole main central point that I was kind of skirting around. Uh, but yes, dealing very heavily on uh, mental anguish. Uh, pretty rough one, pretty rough one. But uh, that being said, certainly watch it 100%. This is a, uh, not going to give it a rating, but this is a must watch. I would say this is a great movie. I would say it's 
one of my top. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's. I uh, can't believe I've only watched it twice. Time to watch it more times. Yep. Uh, you know, a little bit of time in between, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, art's beautiful. The soundtrack is phenomenal. They've got this really, I don't know what the actual song is called, but they've got this one that's using these vocals and they're very modulated, kind of going up and down. It's a very chilling song. It'll, uh, it'll get you. And it really just hits on the head, the emotions that you're having while watching this one. Um, Yeah. So that's it. So now we're going to get into spoilers as we normally do. You know what? Uh, this one is actually spoilable. So I would hope to God <laughs> that if you're ever going to watch it, I don't want to tell you to not listen to this podcast, but I got to tell you to shove off at this point. All right. Uh, but before we fully get into it, we talk a little bit about our little fall adventure as a family. Oh, the pumpkin patch. The pumpkin patch. We went the last weekend probably. To yes. To and we're going to use pumpkin patch loosely. Okay, so we've got, this was extravagant, um, just a town over, there's actually this, this farm, has multiple locations, it's a pretty big name around here, they, uh, they are definitely the pumpkin homies, mm-hmm. uh, that being said, when we went there, there's little stuff to do for the kids, there's a haunted house, there's a bunch of well, rides, well, we'll, we'll get into that, <laughs> but, you know, there's like a little train you can ride, so we did that with Faye, who just can't seem to show emotion when it comes to that so she Ever. just she just looks like she was she's just mean mugging people yeah unless you're <laughs> scaring the shit out of her she ain't smiling so i don't know what's and that's not a joke that's, that's real <laughs> she likes being scared oh nothing beats actually when she comes home she actually is happy to see me mm-hmm. for now but Give no, the time. pumpkin patch was really cool. Yeah, rode um, rode a train, went down a slide, a big slide, and then you like of... sit on a sack. Yeah, I sat on my sack <laughs> and I went down that slide. Thank you. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's a big you know walking through and looking at animals kind of section. And listen, I ain't gonna say it's humane them getting these animals here, but it was yeah. fucking sick to see. I'll tell you that much. Which one was your favorite? Um, the giraffe. Yeah, I don't know who. How the hell are you going to be in Illinois and randomly walk into like this small little barn and be greeted by a giraffe? I never thought I'd see a giraffe in my life ever. I, Do they have giraffes I, at like when you go downtown to Chicago? Probably. Or? I just never want to go to those zoos. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I've been to a zoo, so I've probably seen a giraffe. But that was awesome. This guy was a cold-blooded giraffe, too. Oh, yeah. I said, hey, what up? And then he just walked away around the corner so you couldn't see him. I'm like, okay, bitch. Well, and I think it was so cool seeing the giraffe because you were on the phone. Yeah. And we were just walking. And you and I did a double take at the same time. We didn't see the huge sign above the barn that said giraffe. Yeah. We were just walking and we saw it at the corner of our eye. Like the giraffe's head, like yeah, he looking down, down, like mean mugging. Yeah. And we were like, holy. I think he, I think he might just be pompous. Maybe he's like the superstar of this place. So when he looked at us, he was like, you're not going to walk past <laughs> me. Get in here. <laughs> and then when we go in here, he plays hard to get. Yeah. Um, crazy cool. But also saw some kangaroos just champ chilling. One literally had his balls out, just laying <laughs> on his back. Which, you know what? I didn't even think about. So the kangaroos were in an open pen in the middle. Those fuckers jump high, right? Is it with those legs? How sure. Are, how are they not? How how are they in such a like the the fence had to have been like five feet, let's say. Those were the chillest animals I've ever seen. They were lounging. I actually should have thought about that when we were in there. 
Like, yeah. think kangaroos, zebras, ostriches. ostriches. They had the biggest porcupine I have ever seen. A big porcupine. He was, he was probably four and a half feet long. Yeah. And he had a little baby. He did have a little. I'm telling you, the the porcupine was four and a half feet long. The porcupine baby could fit in the palm of my hand. Yeah. It's he was crazy so tiny. that you have such massive hands, though. You know? <laughs> he was, no, he was small. It's a joke. Oh. <laughs> have I ever been serious ever? <laughs> it was stinky, though. Stinky in that And part, the giraffe you, was the stinkiest. Yeah. Um, he, you. Had a bunch of other shit. It was crazy. Golden pheasant. Oh, Saw yeah. Two types of chickens. I like the ones with the fuzzy boots. Fuzzy chickens was mm-hmm. a top-notch, top-tier thing. I've got a little chicken on my desk, so I'm going to go ahead and move him just in case I give him my, the monitor when I'm adjusting the height. I'm, I, I don't want it to become the guillotine again. <laughs> uh, but it was a blast. And then we kind of came around and we're like, you know what? Felix getting scared. Let's check out the haunted house. I'm like, yeah, it's at like a, this is for kids. There's like everything is for kids. Yeah. So I'm like, the haunted house ain't going to be that bad. She's only one, but we can bring her into a haunted house. It'll be fine. We walk in, motion <laughs> sensors hit. There's a fucking bloody zombie on the awning up above. Or the balcony. Yeah. It just starts going <laughs> blood coming out of its mouth. I'm like, okay, what the shit just happened? So I looked at Daniel and I said, listen, internally, I just don't want to go in there. So let's say, nope. All seriousness, I was like, we it was are a little not, scary. This is a ruin Faye, the rest of Faye's life kind of moment. Yeah, it was a little much. And then Faye was, <laughs> Faye wasn't scared, but she like, she wasn't looking up. She, her head was straight and it was just her eyes. Yeah, looking up at it. <laughs> and she, she didn't know what to think of it. And she we, just, t- Tom uh, and I were just laughing because we knew we can't go, we can't go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that didn't cause a complex, <laughs> just the entrance. So I'll try again next year, but who knows? Maybe she just thought it was, um, you know, a homeless person in Chicago. <laughs> That's not very nice. That's not very nice. They don't have skid row in, in California. Well, yeah. You know. Bubonic plague row pretty much. <laughs> uh, that being said, great little trip, bought a little pumpkin sign oh just did the suburban shit and we went really early on friday morning like basically right when they opened so it was perfect no one was there we could get in and out of whatever we wanted to do it was great yep creme de la creme was the apple cider donuts oh my six of them me and her polished off three a piece that day (laughs) not healthy it's okay yolo YOLO with the donuts. So that was that was a blast. Um craziness. Absolute craziness. Uh, oh, what else did you do this weekend? Oh my god, cracked some packs, baby. If you guys are into Y Shores, the anime card game, so all one of you, um, <laughs> gotta tell you, my buddy Michael went big. He bought a case, which is basically a box of boxes. So anyone who's into card games, you know that there's booster boxes, which contain a certain amount of booster packs in it. It's just like, it's Russian dolls, but with cardboard you pay for, (laughs) right? Um, So he bought a box which contained 16, no. A case that contained. A case that was 18 boxes. And then a box of trial decks. Yeah, I bought two off of them, and then I bought a trial deck from him, so. And then he gave me one for free because he's a legend. 
just absolutely exhausting. It's 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 tough to go from just opening one box to suddenly we're opening a metric ball ton. That was insanity. He got the card he wanted. It was a it was a And he didn't even have to open all the boxes. He didn't. He's got eight unopened. So but we did find out a case. You didn't even say what the card set was what the card set was, I don't think. Oh, Psychano. Which if you season haven't two? uh no, it's season one. Oh. Uh we've actually got two episodes. Or was that a No, it was two. Because yeah. we did the first season and then the second season movie. That's true. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't seen that show and that's up your alley, go ahead and look at the synopsis and check those episodes out. But open these cards. He got an SP, which is a very rare one. Um, and uh, I think it's a $250 card. So pretty expensive. Only to find out that uh, actually we were misinformed. There's not just one SP guaranteed. There's three in that box. Wait, he, what? He opened the most expensive one. So now he's like, hmm. Do, does he open and see if he gets an Utaha SP? <gasps> oh my gosh. And I know what you guys are thinking. I don't know what this is. I don't care about what this it's is. It's a signed Move card. Um, or, but it was a blast. So I'm going to be making, I did take a little bit of footage. We'll see if it actually ends up making it to a social post. Whew. Wait, so all signed cards are SPs? Yes. So he has the potential of having another signed one in there? there Saikano didn't do signed, but yes, the equivalent of a signed card. They're not signed. They just have a little marking on them. Oh. This set went stupid, but it still okay, looks he's, great. He's going to open up all the other boxes, right? Maybe. We'll see how it goes. He's going to get Eddie. It's going to suck. If he got Utaha and Eddie, I think that'd be a nasty combo, but he'll end up getting that freaking cousin or something. Granted, <laughs> she has got some fan service in that show. Anyways, you guys don't care, so let's move along, huh? But it was fun. Mm -hmm. So potential social. Follow us on the Insta. It might happen or it might not. We'll see. Um, yeah, so that, and then, uh, one of the biggest things was today, uh, I gotta tell you what, I don't even know how, uh, my father-in-law feels, but I'm exhausted from just watching him put the door in. We finally have a functioning laundry room door to the outside of our home. When we bought it, we came in and this bitch who owned the house before <laughs> us, she just couldn't upkeep anything. So it had water damage, couldn't use it. Cold just seeped in. It was just, it's just not good. Uh, Two but years later. Two years later, we can use it. So very it's pretty satisfying. It. Very satisfying. Um, yeah, so 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 definitely stoked on that. Um, did also this past week play some Super Smash with J.E. Styles. Boom. A very nice uh, viewer of this show. So shout out him. Check him out on Twitch. And J.E., thank you for humbling both my husband and Michael because, you know, they needed it. I think they needed to be knocked down a few levels. Oh, I know I'm bad. <laughs> I know I'm bad. I'm I wish gonna... I wish I like could have. I mean, I'll observe next time because I only see you and Michael the last couple of times yeah. you've played. I already. Sorry, Jay. I don't like Super Smash. I yeah. think it's because I've never really played it. And when Tom and I were dating and him and his friends would play it, I just sucked. No one wants to play a game that they absolutely suck at. Yeah. So. <laughs> I can't get it. Don't understand it. Whatever. But um, I would enjoy watching you play with J.E. Having like a three. Because were you playing all three of you? No, or it's two, two ones, baby. Oh, losers. Oh, my God. Four <laughs> is dumb. Because then it's just people tagging up on people. Four uh, is the dumbest way to play it. I hate playing it with four people. Okay. Unless I'm like having some drinks. Oh. Which I wasn't. I was alone in my home. I'm not having drinks like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so a couple more stories to follow, but we'll, we'll leave those to later. We know what you guys are here for. 
and it's not the pumpkin patch. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So big ups to Perfect Blue. Um, as we've kind of been blowing smoke up its ass, it's phenomenal. And um, now that we're in the section where you guys have probably seen it, you guys know exactly what we're talking about. And I think this being my third viewing of it, I believe once pre Danielle, once with Danielle, and now twice with. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no. So yeah. I have seen it three times. That, yeah, that's what. Yeah. Okay, so I want to watch it four times eventually. Oh, I did say it. Anyways, <laughs> oh, I'm going I nuts. I'm going absolutely balls. All Tom's right, anyway. turning into Mima. <laughs> Who am I? Where am I? What is real? Um, just I think it's a it's a masterclass in execution, uh, which could be overselling it, but I don't think it is. Okay, and I'll kind of tell you why. As I was kind of watching it, the atmosphere that's built within the opening scene is incredible. They're doing little tricks to kind of get you to forget that this is an animation. Um, we're instantly greeted with a psycho fan who really gets you unnerved, and you're like, okay, well now this is going to play interesting. Um, a very bopping '90s uh, idol group song. The soundtrack is slapping. Um, and Mima here is kind of the. She's got a lot of fans in the crowd, right? Obviously, when she then makes the announcement, yikes in the yard. But uh, something you don't really notice, but then I kind of somewhat noticed it. uh, Little techniques, but there was really cool things that they do to do this underlying eeriness to it. A lot of times, even in real life with idol groups, they try and they try and get their um, the synchronization just timed perfectly. Right in this movie, the three as they're performing, they're all slightly ajar on their timing. Oh, which you're like, ooh, this is kind of interesting, and it put it breathes a little bit extra life into the scene because when you're doing animation, everything on screen is on purpose. That's why. Anyone who is still sitting here thinking Disney when they go, guys, we really care about you. And that's why we're doing all this stuff. No. When they were throwing in pastor penises during uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid and things like that, those were drawn in intentionally. And the people at Disney, listen, I'm sure the interns are all great, but you guys are all a little fucky and uh, <laughs> not really digging. You can't escape a pass like that. That's like Jimmy Kimmel after having the man show trying to blame people. I don't know if I've mentioned this in a podcast, but Jimmy Kimmel's a piece of shit, right? He's got that. He's that late night host. He is so quick to like attack other celebrities on not being PC enough. When this dude literally had hot chicks jumping on trampolines as a section of his comedy central show back in the day. Oh, I don't really, I don't like Jimmy Kimmel. I think Jimmy Fallon is more funny. So I enjoy right? watching him. And but... Jimmy Fallon's grown on me because initially when he joined SNL, he, Oh, I didn't know he was on SNL. Interesting. Yeah. I never watched it, so I don't know who's been and who hasn't. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, Jimmy Kimmel sucks. He gets the seal of disapproval. Sure, he might be an all right guy, but. And done blackface. and I then, believe he has, which is like. I'm like, surprised he's not canceled over that. When you do stuff like that, I get people change, but you also need to then take that understanding. He should have the understanding that people change and he shouldn't be going after people. You know what I mean? It's just. Also, at the same time, as humans are weird, so. Humans are just hypocritical. Uh, complex, hypocritical, and frankly, we still like them. Somehow, mm. somehow, some way. There's some good out there, I know it. 
<laughs> they listen to this podcast. That's the good. Those are all the good people. I agree. Um, is it too on the nose? And is it maybe trying to get some reviews out of them? <laughs> you be the judge. My comment was honest. Tom's wasn't. <laughs> this is worse shit. Um, anywho, so that was a long tangent, basically, to say. Uh, that's so interesting. Oh, sorry. No, a long ahead. tangent to yeah, say. Go ahead. Um, that's so interesting. I don't remember seeing them dancing uh slightly off and yeah you're right it's i think i think sometimes i forget when i'm watching it that that it is all drawn yeah yeah so yeah there is someone who is animating that and then even more behind those steps drawing it so it 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 is purposefully done in that way every single thing is intentional and And i oh no go ahead sorry i I don't want to cut you off go ahead um I think that I have um, Alzheimer's when it comes to things. Okay, so, sweet. <laughs> Good to know. So I didn't even remember. I remembered kind of what happened in the movie, but I forgot the ending, basically. So it was like I was watching it kind of for the first time. But this movie w- has great rewatchability. Oh, absolutely. Because of the layers. Um, I'm going to quote to Tommy, who is um, part of our Discord. Yeah. And and he said, how many layers of inception do do we have to go in this movie? Which I thought was a genius way to lay like what this movie is all about. Certainly. And I mean, there's speculation that inception did kind of take some different vibes. I don't know. Inspiration's a weird thing because you can theoretically make a lot of there is such thing as humans coming up with the same idea. Um but Perfect Blue, just the execution and kind of some stuff that we'll go into here in a few minutes can kind of stretch that a bit. But now when looking at the IMDb for the director, uh, Satoshi uh, Khan, he, I got to tell you, he went from this to Paprika, which is another very well-known anime flick from 2006. Oh, um, is it? I don't know anything oh no, about sorry. it. He went from this to Tokyo Godfathers in 2003, then to Paprika. There was another, there was a millennium actress in there too, but I don't, I don't know many people have seen that, but Paprika was like a big one. Hmm. Uh, but you see under his thing that he's labeled as creator and they're technically in pre-production for Perfect Blue. Um, so I don't know if this is an Akira or Akira situation where there is a remake planned, but it'll never actually happen. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. So kind of exciting. I know that they did eventually do a live action of Perfect Blue. Japanese uh, live action. Oh. Um, Because it was originally supposed to be, I guess. And then they eventually did in 2002, I guess. Hmm. I don't think it would yield good results. I think this is one that very smart to do the animation allowed for a lot of special effects that they can probably be done now with a live action. Uh, But you get into that Lion King thing where it's like, if there's too many effects is it really fucking live? I hate it when people are like, yeah, the live action Lion King. The, the one that's completely um, computer generated? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Well, and I think, too, you get some of the the things that mess with me the most on Mima losing her mind. Yeah. And you think she is, like, having a psychosis, which she is because yeah, she's certainly. being gaslit in a lot of her life. But... When she sees her idol self in that pink dress with the bow and she's floating around, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't imitate that in a live action situation. I think it would look too hokey. 
Yeah, I, I think that it would take one hell of an actress to pull this role off. Is there an actress that I can't even think of an actress that I think. I mean, considering they're quite, uh, you know, and we can get into the Aronofsky thing. I think Natalie Portman would do lovely in this role, judging on how she pretty much played this role in Black Swan. Uh, I would say she's much too old now, but. Oh, certainly. Meryl Meryl Streep, I think, has that kind of demeanor where she could be both. She can play any spectrum, I think, of. Emotion and psychological. She she couldn't do it now, but if if you could put her in a time machine and bring her back, I think she could probably do it. Yeah, I think she's definitely got the acting chops, but careful if you put her in the role, then a certain population on Twitter will say that you can't put a white lady as the main character of this movie. Oh, well, you said Natalie Portman. No, I know. I'm just making a joke. Oh, oh, oh. I just can't believe people care about it that much. Mm. That's insanity. Um, loved Bill Burr's joke on that. It's called acting. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Aronofsky, guy behind uh, uh, Requiem for a Dream, along with Black Swan, uh, later doing Mother, which was an awful movie. Hated that one. Yeah. Not good. Um, <laughs> and frankly, I don't know if I trust this man. His mustache scares me. And... <laughs> He's still to this day, and this is where some of the things happen where it's like you hear some chatter online that he had owned, uh, he had bought up the live action rights to uh, Perfect Blue. I'm hearing some things contrary to that, so I'm not going to say one way or the other, but what I love is that he has directly said that um, Black Swan, there was no inspiration from Perfect Blue. Oh. Okay. Uh, that's, I mean, I get it. Sure. We kind of talked about how that would be possible, but I'm going to go ahead and say no, because there are some compilations out there that have some scene for scene comparisons and yes, things can happen, but I don't know. Uh, I'm on team. This dude's a bullshitter. Hmm. Cause we did watch, and I can't remember the, the YouTuber, but we did watch that YouTube video of the creator you have watched videos for. And he's like, I have situations where people uh, like what, what was the, the it skit, wasn't South yeah, Park. The little but comedy like, skit. Yeah. But SNL pe- has been stealing for a long time, but. Yeah. But like, okay, is this people, there's no new idea under the sun situation or are they ripping off my skits? And he that's took like that a, very well. Cause they literally one for one took the shit out of what he did. So mm, not really, but that's okay. No one watches that show anyways. That being said, um, Requiem for a dream. And uh, Tatami actually posted this one uh, into the Discord, but there is a one-for-one copy of the bathtub scene where our main character is having her kind of full-on mental breakdown in the tub, screaming underwater. It is beautiful. Um, Great choice on cinematography for the whole thing and all that good stuff. Um, But with that said, that 100 being as that one for one shot happened in Requiem, that's why I can't be on team. Oh, it's a certain he's shown that he can take anywho, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And this is all just who cares? It's all movies, nothing matters. Uh, it's art, anywho. I've never seen Requiem for a Dream, that's okay. Oh, 
It's a, I mean, people say it's a, it's a must. It's yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, it's good. It's a good flick. Okay. I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe I'll watch it with you and maybe I'll change my mind. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, beautiful, beautiful, uh, movie. So let's talk a little bit more about that. I got to tell you, songs were great as mentioned. Now, the killer scene, something, another element that really stood out to me was every time we're using the creepy kind of deformed looking folk, that one guy, what's his, what's that character's name? Do you got it for me? It's Mamoru. Mamoru. Um, our kind of first soiree into thinking who the bad of this movie will be. Anytime he's shown, there is this very much, this underlying score that feels like breathing. And it just makes you feel dirty. So they're very well done on that one. And I got to tell you, the time loops we get into, the transitions are incredible. The, the, this feels like an acid trip. The transitions are so well done that you actually forget that you're seeing transitions in between scenes. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. A good use of reflections um, yep. throughout the movie, whether it be that chase at the end. Um, her reflection being different on the train. Another thing. And like talking to her reflections. Talking to her reflections and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. Knocked it out of the park. I, I, I don't know if many people can, after watching this, say that this is one of those art house. It, it feels very artsy, this one. Mm-hmm. You could almost to a it's pretentious like a- level, almost. It's so <laughs> well done and so artsy. They're like, okay. It's like going to the modern art exhibit, but. This is the kind of film that A24 wishes they would make. Oh my God. I, know. <laughs> I miss good A24 movies. Speaking of which, all right, story time. I know guys, we'll eventually get back to this, but we watched Hereditary. Mm-hmm. We had watched Midsommar and we were like, yeah, it's okay. Same dude did Hereditary, I guess. Um. I want to check me on that one, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, and we had seen the trailer and we're like, eh, don't really want to watch it. Doesn't look that good. Well, the trailer did not do this movie justice, or maybe it did in the fact that you don't know what to expect when you watch the movie. Um, someone who I thought was a main character is not a main character. Technically. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Midsummer and okay. Hereditary. This one was much better than Midsummer. And disturbing, very creepy, and gotta say it was it was worth the watch. I think it was a, it was a good flick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's not the jump scare scary. It's more of the situational scary, and that's what I like. The yeah. subtle things in the back, like the cre- Oh man, some of those creepy shits that we were talking about. Zooey <laughs> zooey. <laughs> um, speaking of like creepy, my one gripe is them making Mamaru who. You're, they're leading you to believe. Oh, we're back to Perfect Blue. I'm off sorry, of yeah, I'm off of Hereditary. Side tangent done, said Danielle. I, I'm keeping us on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, choo-choo. Um, Mamaru, why do they have... I get like, you can make a character look creepy, but he looks like Leatherface. I think he was like a little overdone. I think he could have I looked, don't think so. You don't think so? No. No, I think he hits a perfect mix. A perfect mix. Yeah. He's he's a 100% psycho. There is no way in any situation he can approach you and you think he is mentally sound. Darling, I don't know how to tell you this, but humans come in all shapes and sizes. And I, we can't say that they're villains because <laughs> this know, is a cartoon, I so they're able to that, accentuate it. But they just, the hair, 
I just, I His just hair even think was fine. What are you talking about? I just feel like his I just, face was fucked up. That's what you're saying. Yes, his <laughs> face was fucked. Okay, <laughs> and I don't think it was overdone at all. There was no situation where he was like had a normal. He, he was always you're creepy. taking a hole. There's nothing. There's <laughs> nothing I can say to you. I don't know. I got nothing. For you, babe. I, I don't, don't know. personally. I think just. It. I wish that they could have played both like some situations, which would have, I think, really solidified. If, is she crazy or not? Mm. Where he was normal in some situations and then not. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. So he's just always going to be crazy and just crazy he about is, her. He is the way we see. This whole movie is through her eyes or her perception. I guess that's true. He seems extra fucking creepy because she is famous and he's acting weird. He's a super fan. They are creepazoids. And buying all of her nudie magazines. Absolutely. Well, to make it so that no one could see her like that because that's he true. didn't uh, agree with her um, professional Baron choices. Nor did one of her managers. So, you know, it's kind of, it's just how it works. Uh Oh, he did Paranoia Agent as well. The kid with the bat, the bent bat that we watched. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't talk about that. I saw that and I forgot to bring it up. Yeah, I didn't know that. We only saw, I only saw one little snippet of that. I don't yeah, really I know much. Yeah, I haven't fully watched it, but that totally makes sense now that I've seen it. Oh. Well, yeah, anyways, So I guess it was Inception, by the way. This is another thing. So when I was talking about Inception, doing some polls from his movies, supposedly there's people saying that there is correlation between uh, Paprika and inception and that those are quite similar hmm. um in in the way of like uh only seen snippets of uh paprika i've never actually watched it so forgive me i have not i have no background knowledge forgive on me anime folk uh yeah anyway besides the point uh besides that besides each scene completely bleeding into the next in a just modge podge of emotions as you don't know what the hell there are times where legitimately in the discord as we're all kind of watching it, all that was said was just what the hell. Yeah. And that's how it feels. I think a great ending. I think it's also the perfect length for this type of a movie coming in at, what was that? Um, 80 hour 20, something like that. Perfect. Animated movies. The amount that's packed into this, is phenomenal and i do you know what i think that uh they did very well so great use of that great use of as i had mentioned the repetition as her mental state is slipping later on in the movie we get these repeated scenes over and over and over and then she is even calling to it when one of her uh one of the people that she's interacting with uh she ends up saying to her oh it's it's been a while it's good to see you she's like we literally did this yesterday oh that's when she was talking to Rumi. to Rumi, and mm -hmm. you're like whoa she's losing sense of time she's really falling into this really deep um pit and that's the thing is i as a non-writer i can't even believe that stuff like this. this is one of those movies i think about and i'm like just how do you write something like this mm -hmm. incredible yeah um, I think they do it a couple times, but it was near the end when she's filming. Well, we find out, but she's doing a scene and you think that she's actually in a psych ward because they flipped it to be her name in the movie. Yes. 
like, oh, she thought she was an idol trying to be an actress. And then she started killing people, whatever. And then they do cut. And then you realize that she is the actress. She is acting for the scene in the show she's doing. Yes. It was like, as you were saying, like those layers. And I think that was probably my favorite part because when they play back Mm -hmm. on the, they're like monitors when they're reviewing the footage, she didn't say the actress that she's playing with didn't say her name. It was her character's name. They just changed it for us when we were watching that scene. That was probably my favorite part, but they do that a lot Yeah, where she's actually acting, but, but they make it, they show it like it's real life. Not many movies can simulate as you, and you know, I hate the term, but can simulate this gaslighting as well as this one did before the term was even being used as much as it is. The fact that the viewer can feel just as lost as the main character and to give you that element of connection through a drawing, it's insanity to me. Oh, mercy. What a great, what a great movie. Uh, let's do, let's do, let's do two more little story times from, uh, from me. And if you, oh. do you got any stories you want to share? What do you got? What are you working with? Nothing. Nothing. I feel guilty about my comment about our Leatherface guy. That's okay. I called you out. You've been, <laughs> you've been called out on it. No, I get what you were saying. Just very, well. I don't know how hey, to like express what I was trying to say. Here's the thing. Everyone's allowed their own opinion. If you think they overdid it with his face. Do you know what? I'm going to actually, I'm not redra- redacting. Okay. I'm going to slightly amend. Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to stand up for the people that are not, you know, that might have some physical imperities. Why did they have to make them look like that? Let me ask you that question. Why did they have to make them look like that? Why couldn't they make them look like you, Tom? Just normal, someone off the road, you know. You calling me normal looking woman? (laughs) You better watch it. Uh No, I'm just trying to cut a joke. Hey, you can theoretically work. so technically the director or whoever decided to draw him like that. Yeah. No, the nineties was a different time. <laughs> you can definitely tell that between all of the stuff in the nineties. Um, I think there's definitely, a, we should definitely be more sensitive to people for oh. sure. Uh, nowadays, but at the same time is I also don't think you need to let people also be free to express whatever the hell they want to express. If people are dickheads, unfortunately they're out there. And I wasn't trying to be a dickhead. No, no I'm not saying you. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, about? I'm just saying. Anywho, my thoughts are, um, no, it's just one of those things where it's like, and here's a great example. All right. Being technically a good solid percentage Italian. What people don't understand is like you, you, everyone talks about certain, you can't do that. That's X, Y, Z. You can't say it like that. That's insensitive to blah, blah. why the fuck can Italians be just absolutely mimicked into the ground? Did you notice that commercials, the shitty soprano shit, Jersey Shore. Suddenly everyone's like, oh, hey, look at me. It's me. It's a Luca. Here I am. I got a fat cigar and I'm eating fucking lasagna. And everyone laughs. <laughs> and it's like, be anything else. And it's a problem. Wow, I've never thought about that. It's because humans aren't fair, and I'm not complaining about it, but what I'm saying is then if I want to maybe poke a little fun at a particular country, I should be able to do it because if Italy is the punching bag and uh, it's a little close to home, I'm fine with it. Because if you do any kind of joke about tacos or... 
anything. No. Are you kidding me? People now watch G Gundam and they go, uh, excuse me, Neo Mexico was a sombrero. That's a bit insensitive. It's like, is it insensitive? It's a fucking hat you find in Mexico. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, eh. although I got to tell you, Mexico, mad respect to them. Cause I remember the, um, political correctness crew was going after, um, who's the little rat from Looney Tunes, uh, oh. that runs fast. Is he from Looney Tunes? I, honey, I don't know. Um, I only is, know the Roadrunner. No, I'm going to put in Sombrero Mouse, and this is going to bring it up. <laughs> there we go. Speedy Gonzalez. Everyone knows Speedy oh, Gonzalez. Oh, oh. Right? So the freaking PC crew was supposedly like trying to say, hey, you know what? You can't do that. That's blah, blah, blah. No. One of my buddies was like, oh, no, no, no. Me and my homies, we, we will defend him to the death. And a lot of people were then counter-protesting and said, no, no, no. Speeding Gonzalez is our man. So honestly, oh. what I'm trying to say is have your opinion and um, shove it up your ass. Kind of like uh, I probably should with a lot of things. Anywho. I don't even know if I remember what that character Speedy looked like. Speedy Gonzalez? Hold on. Come on. You know oh. Speedy. He's a national treasure. Oh, my little mijo. Oh, he my little mijo. Sombrero mijo. Okay. Man, we are hitting some weird shit. So Perfect Blue's got our minds also uh, molding everywhere. Um, Anywho. What were your side tangents other than these? (laughs) Oh, so my mom texted me basically. Oh. Here's verbatim the text. It just literally said, or I will kill you. (laughs) Let's Tarantino. Let's go back. Okay. So I was just simply trying to set up, Hey, you know, you miss seeing your granddaughter. Let's, you know, let's, we can come by you. She does. She's a big fan of voice to text. So she says, or I'll come by you to which her (laughs) phone says, or I will kill you. And then she tried to send one to amend it. That one didn't come through at all. So then she called me like laughing her ass off going, I didn't mean to say like, what are you talking about? Looked at the text. (laughs) <laughs> saw that my life was threatened by my mother. Um, it's one of those situations that she brought me into this world and apparently she can take me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last other one. And we were talking about spirit airlines and anyone who's flown spirit airlines. I just have, to, this has to be said. Like we all know why we're there, right? We're saving a couple bucks. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't want to pay for the water. I'm sure that they're making <laughs> you pay for the water at this point on that flight. Why is it? That the attendants are always these people who, oh, see, I don't want to, okay, we got to approach this. We've been a little crazy today, so let's <laughs> approach this right. Why are they all aspiring comedians? I don't give a shit about your little funny jokes about I, how to buckle the thing. I feel like all airline attendants are trying no, to be like. No, not like Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines puts a little too much commitment into trying to be funny. I can't remember the last time we've rode, we've flown Spirit, but when we were coming, maybe it was our connecting flights from LAX, because that's the last time we've been on a plane going to, uh, wow, brain fart, Japan. Um, those people on the American flights were trying to be funny. Yeah. And that was, that was United, actually. It was United. Uh, again, no, I, until you go on Spirit, you'll understand what, uh, what I'm talking uh, about. Okay. Um, coming home on the red eye from, uh, Las Vegas at one time, 
they are like the big bang theory. Like they put pauses thinking people are going to laugh in it. And it's like, dog, just get through it. No one's looking at you. No one's paying attention. I know how to buckle my seatbelt. They want to be that I'm the next recorded attendant. I'm going to make it viral. Guys, stop trying to go viral. Stop using the word viral. It's done. It's like algorithm. And I got to tell you as someone, yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm flexing it. I've gone viral slightly front page (laughs) Reddit. Got my video bought. It was pretty decent of me just throwing a paper airplane. Shitty video, but hey, I didn't write the rules. <laughs> Everyone, I had talked to people, and it's so funny how people work. And it's nothing wrong with the idea. I get what they're saying. But what I love is threw the paper airplane, did its thing, and it came back to me instantly. Oh, are you going to make another one? No. <laughs> no one wants another paper airplane video. They wanted this in the moment because this just resonated with the, you know, 700 and whatever thousand people in this moment. I don't like when's in it. And I think that's just TikTok is like people find their one thing and then they make it everything they do over and over and over. And it's like, that's fine. You will get a following for a little bit, but let's be honest. People need change. People need uh, something a little bit more. So guys, if, if you ever have that moment of fame and you don't got to listen to me. I don't even know why you're listening to me, but um, just let it, let it ride as long as you need it to. And just let things die as they need to. And that's my two cents. Thank you. Thank you for coming to Thank my Thank you Ted for talk. coming to my Tom talk. <laughs> uh, last little note that I could even think to add on to this is Twitch humor sucks. And if you laugh at anything going on on Twitch, stop it. Um, there is this thing. And if you watch and don't get me wrong, I like putting them on. If it's just something dumb that I want to like do my gotcha games to, there's a a YouTube thing called like top Keck or whatever. And you've watched them too. Mm -hmm. The amount of times that it's like these, I almost said morons. These people lift their dinner plate. What do they have for dinner here? Check it out. They put their fucking plate at a 45 degree angle. The food falls off. They go, Oh my God. There's a moment of silence and then they just stare at the camera as the chat just goes. It's not that funny. It's happened about 1500 times now. Stop putting your fucking plate at 45 degrees. So I don't, I already have to clean up three times a day. My toddler's high chair. Yeah. I don't even want to think about the mess that that would be. And all over probably your hundred dollar keyboard. Especially considering it's fake. That too. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't even think that it's, it's hard to say that maybe these people did it on purpose. Mm. If you just put, they aren't looking at your desktop. I can put plastic over my entire desk right now. I can come in here with lasagna and go, guys, good thing I just bought this new keyboard. Anyways, look what the wife cooked for me. Puts it at a fucking, seriously, these people sometimes put it at such an angle. It's like, your brain is either the slowest thing I've seen since the Intel Pentium I3 or whatever the hell is going on with computers nowadays. Um, or this was in fact uh, set up. You know, I oh. couldn't even listen to you for a second because you were doing the Joey Wheeler. Oh, was I Joey Wheeler? And then I was thinking that you were going back. So your comment about, because is Joey Wheeler, he's. Like when, when you imitate He's like his New accent, Yorker, which New Yorker which is kind of a, an Italian kind of, an Italian American, that Brooklyn. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's going full circle back to his joke on how everyone, Italians are the punching bag of all right. jokes. No, I, I'm doing that uh, thing where it's like, listen, I'm 50% so I could do it. No, no I'm I fucking just hate that shit. Hey guys, you guys have my Italian card. Make fun mm. of it. 
everyone else does. Actually, you guys already are. So just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, Frank Sinatra, though, I got to tell you this. He's, he's the goat. I don't care if you're Italian or not. Frank Sinatra is number one. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. Any no, he other, is. Any wedding you go to, get me the Sinatra. Go to a, yeah. occasionally some funeral. <laughs> you're going to get some Sinatra. That's life, baby. Go to a nice dinner. Sinatra, baby. Tell me one instance. Never. There's never not an instance for Sinatra. Or New Age Sinatra, Michael Buble. Oh, I love Michael Buble. Buble's Christmas is creeping in soon. Okay. I actually listened to Michael Buble's Christmas album in July. (laughs) This is horseshit. Why would you do that? Because I love, and my favorite Michael Buble song is, uh, oh, which one? Oh, White Christmas with Shania Twain. Oh, I love Shania Twain. Let's go, girls. Let's go, girls. Shania Twain's all right. She's great. She's great, sure. She's great. Okay. You're going to make me cry. She's really good. You love her that much. I like her. Does she even know your name? She's famous. She doesn't need to. (laughs) She listens to this podcast. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, We can all agree that Mariah Carey... Currently in a state of defrosting right now, not liking it. And I love that that's become such a meme that everyone hates that song. Why are the stores still doing it then? Why is anyone still doing it? The joke is so widespread, everyone knows it. Because corporate aren't reading the memes. Yeah, honestly, I was even joking about it with Faye, and she's not even talked yet. She hasn't said her first word, but I said, oh, you know, Mariah Carey and Christmas coming in soon. And she cried. And she said, (laughs) fuck that. And I said, excuse me? And she said, oh, goo-goo-ga-ga. Goo-goo-ga-ga-ga. She's never said goo-goo-ga-ga, by the way. Oh, I hate that song. Goo-goo-ga-ga? No, the Mariah Carey Christmas Uh, song. Well, yeah, because it's awful. Now, a question for you. Mm. Has anyone, has any baby ever said goo-goo-ga-ga? No. Is this like a dog? Has anyone ever said bark? (laughs) Like, has a dog? Wait, yeah, because the synonymous thing with a dog is, oh, bark, bark, bark. See, I say woof. Woof, woof. Yeah, and, I, and that kind of emulates something. I've never heard a dog go bark. 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 Yeah, you're right. No. Bark is for trees. True. Like meow makes sense. Moo kind of makes sense if you think about it, but bark. Yeah. Guys, if you have a dog that says the word bark, <laughs> if you can throw that in the Discord, that'd be much appreciated. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so... We are just, we are, we are steamrolling away from Perfect Blue. (laughs) There's an energy to today that we've hit some very touchy subjects. If you guys are still even with us or are going to still listen to us, holy mother of mercy. I got my wife calling ugly people ugly. Hey. I'm just saying he looks like Leatherface. I know. Oh, God. I mean, yes, he looks messed up. I'm not virtuous. Like Listen, no I'm not virtuous. I'm not telling you can call him ugly. I'm just saying I go, but it works. Speaking of which, and I'm not saying anything about the little girl. I love how many freaking caveats you have to put in. <laughs> Talking nowadays is garbage. I fucking hate the time we're living. Anyways, <laughs> the caveat I'm going to say is hereditary. Oh. Did the little girl need to be that little girl? Mm. No, but it fucking worked with their little <laughs> mouth clicks. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. 
Dude, I'm having PTSD. I know. Don't do that. I'm feeling it behind me. We had a little scary thing last night too. Two in the oh, morning. Yeah. Fuck whatever that was. I sleep through pretty much ever, anything. <clears throat> yeah. And Jesus I slept even, through carbon monoxide alarms where we almost died. Well, that I was on the path to death. <laughs> that wasn't me sleeping through it. I was dying. True. Um, <laughs> legit. <laughs> um, but when it comes to last night, for some reason, at two in the morning, it wasn't, you described it as a shriek, but it was definitely like, it sounded like almost like a quick scream, which I guess is what a shriek is. But yeah. like, you heard a thump. I didn't, but at two in the morning, it was relatively, it was towards the back of our house. Mind you, the only thing behind our house is our backyard, which butts up to the other backyards in the neighborhood. There should not be anyone in our backyard. Technically. Technically. We don't have a fence, so anyone can go back there. Yeah, and we've had to tell our neighbors to stop walking through our yard. They can walk through the back. Yeah, like That's along fine, the but they were literally walking along our... Listen, if my dong is out and I have to be scared <laughs> that my neighbor's going to see my dong out in my, in my house, <laughs> they're maybe walking a little bit too close. Um, but like when I say I heard a thump, it was like thump shrink, shriek, like kind of like the sh- the thump was right now, before you, the shriek. Do you feel that our, and I, I guess we haven't fully talked about this, so this is perfect for the podcast. Guys, you're stuck. You're going to hear about this. Uh, did it sound like our house thunked or what kind of a thunk? See, I thought they were right out. So our bedroom is on the backside of the house. Yeah. And it, this happened like it sounded literally right outside our bay windows. So when I, it like, it sounded like the thump I thought like maybe something hit the siding like like it's it wasn't like a loud thump, but it was like, you know, like if I was walking and I fell into the house, you know, like thump and then (laughs) just mind my own business. And then I yeah, like and then a squeal. So now the only thing that we can say that it might have been because, again, two in the morning, the little girls around here are not outside playing. Um, Um. Sometimes bunnies live under our deck, so we're wondering if one of the fucking million cats that have gone missing around here. Um, maybe caught a little bunny. Maybe caught a bunny, and that bunny went from sleeping to shrieking. I don't know. It's the only thing I got. And listen, living in a ranch, there's a little bit more fear. Like, if, you're, <laughs> if you have, like, a two-story house, it's fine, because if anyone breaks in, I can get to that gun it's fine. Oh, now post up upstairs. Do you know how many listeners we've just launched? Lost because yeah. oh, because we own a gun. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to America, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's done legally. Uh, by the way, everyone, uh, it's done legally. It's my gun, actually. It's not. I use done. my wife's gun if I need to defend <laughs> this home. <laughs> I've been meaning to purchase one, but then, like, I don't know. That's just it. I like. Uh, you know, the recreational going to the range. I like knowing that my house is secure. Um, but then when I go to like the the gun that I would particularly want to get, I don't want to fucking spend 650 bucks on that. Oh, I want the gun like in rifleman, the rifleman. rifleman. He's got like, I don't even know what kind of gun that is, but like you. It's a pump action. Is it? Is that technically a pump action? Well, when he's pumping it. Yeah. (laughs) When rifleman's pumping it on screen. It is really cool. It is very cool. I've always wanted that gun. I mean, I don't assume that gun would shoot anything more than a fucking twenty-two, though. I mean, it doesn't really have a lot of kickback, so it has to be a twenty-two. Yeah. Anyways, guys. Sorry. Um, is there any um, blue state people still here? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, no, we're in a blue state. It's a joke. Get over it. Not, not my wife, you guys. 
Um, we are losing people with this episode. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee Perfect Blue is what did it. We have been insensitive. We have talked about guns. We have been, we have talked about Perfect Blue for probably 15 minutes of this podcast. Maybe this is us subliminally stopping the podcast. Maybe we're just trying to lose. I'm just, okay. These jokes are actually getting stupid. So let's move along. Now, what I will say is last thing, ring doorbell and their neighborhood app. This is not an ad. This is not an ad. As a matter of fact, don't get them for this reason. (laughs) (laughs) on fire um so when you have a ring you can do this neighborhood thing right and people are supposed to use this for something serious right the cops can actually use it and do like certain things but it's like a hey someone was in my backyard doing some weird shit anyone be on the lookout you know serious shit it has turned into three times daily my cat's gone has anyone seen my cat yeah, it ran away from you, you psychopath. It doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> or this, like, hey, I found a cat in my backyard. Whose cat is this? It's like. The fact it's three times a day and our zone is only so big of a circle. <laughs> Am I surrounded by the biggest dumbasses ever? <laughs> I could understand one cat getting out a week and then, oopsie, my three-year-old opened the door. I, this isn't an exaggeration and I do exaggerate. <laughs> It is three times a day. Lost cat. Is anyone's cat? Oh, this one's someone's German shepherd. It's like, who lost a fucking German shepherd? It's the size of a house. It takes human-sized shits. How did it sneak out, right? That being said, just had an instance, and these people named their cat Lucifer. How funny am I, right? Because cats are the devil. So they've named their cat Lucifer. Someone out there with a cat named Lucifer. Okay, Tom, fucking relax. <laughs> um, literally had come up lost, right? Had seen it. I'm like, oh, that's memorable. The name Lucifer. Yeah. It's been two weeks. Guess who's lost again? No. Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer's owners don't deserve that cat. And I hope the cat's gone. But thriving, not dead, thriving somewhere, potentially killing things in my backyard. But Lucifer has been let out twice. Wait, so did they confirm that Lucifer was returned? Like, yes. Because sometimes they'll update. They like, literally said in the second one, Lucifer got out again. Oh my God. Here's the deal, folks. If you have to say got out again, that cat's not yours anymore. That's the world's cat. That's my cat. That's the world's cat. And that's whoever finds the cat because this is animal abuse at this point. Do you know what it turns into? The cat, an animorph? No. <laughs> I don't know. What it- the anime. What anime does this turn into? We watched the movie for it. The Takagi movie. Oh, the Takagi movie. Yes. Yeah, see, the cat wants nice pull. Yeah, the cat wants a different home. Yeah, the cat <laughs> needs a different home. Uh, Lucifer, if you're out there listening to a podcast, <laughs> I can only imagine what anyone outside these walls hearing me say Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> they think that some Halloween shit is going on in here right now. <laughs> Phase of the other room going, my parents are, are in the occult. They're in the occult, some Satan shit. Oh my gosh. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> I gotta tell you, even though we, again, this is one of those where we didn't fully talk about the movie. I am going to do the cop out again. This is an experience. This isn't a movie. I do think it's spoilable, obviously. But we all know the feelings we had during this movie, right? I don't need to explain those to you. And I think this is a movie that you need to let whatever you're feeling. Go ahead and let that be it. I think this is a versatile movie. I think it's a 
uh, it's transcendent in the way that I, I think there's going to be a lot of people getting different things out of it at different stages of life. Um, granted, don't watch it when you're seven. Pretty fucked up. Um, well, rated, rated R, R. Obviously. <laughs> Hey, listen, I was watching rated R. That's uh, true. Very young. And uh, listen, I knew to cover when some tatas came onto screen and then eventually the, the gap in my fingers got wider and wider and to the point where I was alphaing and just going, no, sorry, <laughs> listen, I'm just watching this. It's art. You were eight. Yeah, it's just nudity. I'm seven now. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it, guys. Um, we didn't even talk about the ending of this movie. Let's talk I about guess the you don't have to because if you've seen it, you know. But, no, but let's talk about it. I wonder if they retreat um, Rumi from the movie to hope that you forget about her. Because after the, uh, mm, the scene in the movie with R word. Uh, you know, yes, when she's yes, filming. Yes, 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 yes. So she, we don't see her after that point. I'm pretty sure. Who, Rumi? Yeah, we don't see Rumi because she is so distraught she leaves. I think it's subtlety. Yes, definitely. Kind of giving a hint that, wait, why aren't we seeing? But at the same time, is it's logical because at this point, she's kind of ignoring and just more so going towards the other manager who's willing to get her anything, right? Yeah, but even he was a little distraught at that scene. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a... Which and I'm surprised I, he kept pushing her, like, after seeing yeah. how, like, fucked up that was. I think he just saw that what she was willing to do anyway. Um, beautiful ending, though, in the way of, and we had, you know, some folks saying, oh, you know, that was too short, yada, yada. But I think that it was right on the money. I think it was a beautiful ending. Sad, of course, to see someone going into a mental, mental institution, um, even if they're not real, you know what I mean? Um, very interesting moment there, but the the nice, solid, subtle ending, knowing that this girl has now made it, or uh, Mima has made it as the actress she wanted to be, is some of the nurses within this um, institution have recognized her. So it is a very good ending if you just take it at that, which that's her goal. I think that's a beautiful ending, especially for all that she went through mm -hmm. um, during the entirety of this flick. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Great hey, movie. Nice burp. Uh, great movie. Great people. You guys already know it. Um, and yeah. And now we own it. And now we own it, which is great. Digitally. I didn't think I'd own this many digital movies, but the deal was so, the deal was so good that I was like, I'd love to have the steel book of this, but every time I go to Best Buy, I can't find it. I would buy this twice. If I find the steel book out in the wild, I'm not going to actively go looking for it. But if I find Can it in the wild. Find it online? Might pick it up. I don't want to. Oh, okay. And that's so funny. I, but I, you I, can't find DVDs really anymore. I remember when Best Buy was the place to go to for oh, movies. And now it's like. They've got a know. bookshelf in the back next to Gordon. That's the name <laughs> of the worker there or something. Oh, oh you want some DVDs? They're over here. <laughs> or no, hot. sorry. Here, let's do this properly. Hey, it's me, Gordon. You want a fucking DVD? Am I right? It's me, Italian. Something like that. Gordon. Gordon. What Italian's name is Gordon? Antonio. That's what I meant. Joey Wheeler. Uh, that being said, I think we've actually almost held you as long as Perfect Blue was. Kind of doing a little bit of Akira moment here. Any closing thoughts on Perfect Blue or can we start uh, doing our usual? Um... No, I mean, I think, I think my one closing thought that we really didn't discuss was sure. I, I think them in the movie talking about how she, you know, how is she going to make it? You know, 
she was just an idol, like downplaying the fact that she was an idol compared to how idols are nowadays. Sure. I thought that was actually hilarious. But, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. No, funny. No, I, I love the movie. I can't believe that I forgot <laughs> how the movie goes because Which of how good perfect, it is. Though. It was perfect. I do. I do sometimes love my slight amnesia, but it works out. Uh, and if you guys haven't seen this in a while, this is your go watch it again. I think support uh, support this film. This is one along with, of course, Ghost in the Shell and things of that nature that are going to be around for a while. This is a very this is this is like a Criterion collection. This is a must have. This is cinema history um, in all the right ways. You can buy it or rent it on Vudu, the Vudu app. If yes, you have a if you'd like smart to. TV. Uh, that's it. Mm -hmm. Guys, can't thank you enough for tuning in. If you've made it to this point, my gosh, you must be a real good friend of the show or my mom. Hi, mom. Anyways, um, hopefully she didn't listen all the way through. She hasn't seen this movie. Oh, we're going to have to have her watch the movie and mm -hmm. tell her about this episode. Uh, massive fan of you guys. And I hope that you're somewhat a fan of us, even after all of what we just went through. <laughs> I think we perfect blued you guys. What was real and what wasn't? We'll let you be the judge on that. <laughs> Have a great week ahead. Make sure to tell your friends that you, uh, you care about them. Tell your family you love them, if you do, please. And um, make sure to hit us up in the Discord and uh, talk to us in there. It's good fun. It's good people. It's good uh, stuff. That's it. So... All right, Danielle, if you can send them out with a goodbye, that'd be great. Bye, guys. <laughs>